the other thing was that, you know, I've been trying for years to kind of achieve this result and I read getting things done. I tried different productivity apps and so on. Yep. And it was very, very cumbersome. It's just like a lot of overhead and overhead, not in, in, in financial costs, but just, just the time it takes to run these different systems. Yep. Whereas the system that we have now is actually very light and lean and it's not, not too much. It's not bureaucratic. There's not tons of meetings. I'm not taking yep. tons of notes and reporting lots of things. Right. It's really very light and lean. And I can tell you that actually I was a little bit worried for how our team was going to respond to this. You know, change management is a real thing. Um, and our employee who's been with us the longest, um, you know, we were most worried about her because she was actually kind of like the, almost like the problem employee a little bit in a way. Sure. Um, and we asked her, Hey, what do you think about, what, what do you think about this? And she said, you know, I've been with you guys for a couple of years. I've been waiting for something like this. You know, when I look around at all the entrepreneurs who are grinding it out, spending 70 to 80 hours per week growing their business, you have to ask yourself the question, at what cost? Hi, my name is Tim Uchuk, and in this podcast, we're going to be exploring the tools, tactics, and strategies for crushing it and scaling your business without making the ultimate sacrifice of your time and freedom. All right, what's up, everybody? Hunter Otis here with Tim Uchuk, Simplify to Multiply, and the Perfect Week Coaching Program. I have Slava here on the call with me today. How you doing, man? Doing great. Awesome to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome, and thanks for hop- hopping on. Um, I've been actually looking forward to chatting with Slava for a while. Um, he jumped in just before I actually started getting on on board with Tim myself, and so being able to see Slava's journey. Um, this is, as we've talked here, it's like the same time. Like he jumped into the program and I jumped in and started doing some of the calls and getting more engaged right about the same time. So I've been following Slava and his progress and he's just been getting work done and getting good results. So I wanted to hop on a call and capture a little bit of that slice of heaven of the, of the good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I look forward to look forward to it. So why don't you jump in, just introduce yourself. What do you do? What's your business? Um, is it, it's you and your wife that are both kind of on board, right? So tell us a little bit about just the situation, your company, what do you do, where you're from, and we'll go from there. That sounds good. So yeah, my name is Slava Men. Um, I am a serial entrepreneur, I guess I could say that. Uh, so I came from you know, an engineering and technology background, uh, but I started doing real estate development uh, about 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago. So um, my main business is called Labrador Real Estate, and we buy rundown houses in Boston, and we redevelop them, and we build you know new uh, five-unit, ten-unit uh, buildings in the city, downtown in the city of Boston. It's a very difficult place to do work for a lot of reasons: tight spaces, a lot of you know tough, tough political climate. But um, that's what we do: we do new, new construction and redevelopment. And then our other business is uh, the Present Hotel Group. So we, um, we have uh, a few hospitality properties um, you know, in Savannah, Georgia, with these little boutique hotels and so on. Um, and my business partners are, one is my, my wife, although she's kind of uh, phasing herself out because she's starting a nonprofit. And the other, we have another business partner as well. Got it, right on. Yeah, very cool. So why don't you jump right in? Tell us a little bit about 
Well, how are things before, I guess, jumping on board with Tim? Like, what was your life like? What were the stressors? What was what were the fires going on? And, and what were you really looking to get help with? Yeah. So it was, um, it was a little bit serendipitous, but I'll back up. I've been, I haven't had a real job in a very long time. So I've, I've, <laughs> I've started my own companies. I haven't updated my resume in probably 15 years or so. Um, and I never actually grew a company beyond five or 10 people. Um, and I think a big part of that was I was actually also didn't find myself to be a good day-to-day manager. You know, I'm good at like getting up and kind of giving like a, a speech and getting people fired up. I'm comfortable doing that. But when it comes down to like the, Hey, did you get the uh, TPS report over to Jim over there in the other department? Like, how come you didn't do it? Why'd you screw that up? And so on. Like, I just never was really good. I just never was really good at that. And um, I kind of started to feel like I wasn't actually really good, a really good leader. Mm. And as a result, if you take a look at the headcount at my companies, it kind of looks like this up, got for more people, people left or we let them go up a little bit. People like we let people go, you know, it was like one to two years. And then I just wasn't really happy with them because they just weren't doing what I wanted them to do. Right. Um, so, and then translate that to, I just found myself just in the weeds a lot, doing a lot of tasks that I didn't want to be doing, doing stuff that was, you know, just, you know, just re- remedial stuff that, and I just didn't have the hours in the day. And then, you know, I saw this thing where it said, you know, dads who run their own business and want to have more time. And I was like, that's me. I run my yeah. own business. And I want, I'm a dad. And that's how I really identify myself. And I want to have, you know, more time. Um, so it just really spoke to me in that regard. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Then, um, what's happened? So it's been what, maybe six, seven, eight months, somewhere around there. So what's, what's been like the primary outcome for you so far? Uh, you mentioned the wanting to be a better manager and all those things. So what, what are the results? Let's let the results speak for themselves, right? <laughs> sure. Sure. So I guess when I started, I think I was working, um, maybe 50 or 70 hours a week, you know, depending on the week, let's say 60 week, 60 hours a week on average. Okay. Um, the other piece of it was that, you know, my wife came on to help me out with a few things, but she was doing stuff that was way below her ability. Great. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's brilliant. She's much smarter than I am. Uh, she <laughs> left a very lucrative, uh, very hard to get uh, job in management consulting, which was after getting her MBA from MIT. So she left this very, great career trajectory that where she's going to be a partner at the firm because it was just too long hours. And she came on, she's helping me with bookkeeping and accounting and just stuff that just really nothing wrong doing bookkeeping and accounting, but it's just not really her ability, you know, not really where she is. And the right. other thing that we found was that, you know, if we spend every hour of the day working together on little remedial tasks and business stuff, there is no real like getting home from work. You know, you yeah. spend all day with this person and then you get home from work and then you spend all day with this person. And then it just, there's just, the lines were just too blurred and it wasn't really yep. great. It wasn't great for our relationship. So we decided, you know, a year or two ago that we got to, we got to, uh, you know, phase her out of it and bring people on to do what she's doing. But frankly, we just did not know how we didn't know how to, you know, we tried to bring on one assistant and, you know, she helped with some things and we brought another assistant, but it just wasn't there. So what happened with the course was that I think it's a, a six week course or so. 
and I just devoured it. So I have just pages and pages of notes in my Evernote from it. Um, and we just jumped in, like we didn't hesitate. We jumped full in on it. Yeah. Um, so uh, it taught us a lot of things, which I'm, I'm happy, happy to share. Yeah. Yeah. Go right ahead. What do you, what maybe top, top two or three things that you feel like, you know, but just been really impactful for you. Yeah. I think just the, the cadence of what the week to week looks like has been really, really good for us. I mean, let me, let me actually back up a little bit. What I really like about it is that it starts off with a high level philosophies, you know, mm. why do you want to do these things? So why do you want to, um, you know, make it so that there's systems that run the business and that when something doesn't work, you're not blaming an individual on it. You're blaming a system on it. Right. Right. So, um, you know, and it taught us how to basically be able to, you know, when uh, people don't really want to drop the ball, they don't want to mess up. Right. So when somebody right. messes somebody something up, it's not actually necessarily them that's messing it up. It's that the, actually the system wasn't working right. So, hmm. There we go in, we take a look at what is the system that wasn't working right, how they follow it. So I love that about it. The other thing was that, you know, I've been trying for years to kind of achieve this result and I read getting things done. I tried different productivity apps and so on. Yep. And it was very, very cumbersome. It's just like a lot of overhead and overhead, not in, in, in financial costs, but just, just the time it takes to run these different systems. Yep. Whereas the system that we have now is actually very light and lean and it's not, not, too much. It's not bureaucratic. There's not tons of meetings. I'm not taking yep. tons of notes and reporting lots of things. Right. It's really very light and lean. And I can tell you that actually, I was a little bit worried for how our team was going to respond to this. You know, change management is a real thing. Um, and our employee who's been with us the longest, um, you know, we were most worried about her because she was actually kind of like the, almost like the problem employee a little bit in a way. Sure. Um, and we asked her, hey, what do you think about what, what do you think about this? And she said, you know, I've been with you guys for a couple of years. I've been waiting for something like this. And nice. I love this because it gives me total nice. clarity in what I need to do. Um, so people like having clarity. It's what I've learned. I think, you know, entrepreneurs might think that they like just being able to like find their own path and make things up and, and, and be creative and so on. Right. And I think that's true for a certain subset of the population, which is like the crazy ones who want to start their own businesses. Right. 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 But the bulk of my, my team, they actually like knowing here's what, I, here's what I, you know, am going to be doing this week. And they certainly have tons of creative ability within that, but it just brings much more clarity of what they need to do on a day-to-day -day basis. Yes. Yeah. So creating that structure for your people Yeah, that we find the same thing. It's like nine times out of 10, when you bring the right structure in for somebody and, and give them the tools that they need to just execute on their job, they tend to thrive. They do so much better. And it is, it's, you know, <laughs> I think a lot of times we, we, we think we hate structure, right? We, we don't, I don't want to be told what to do. I want to be my own blah, blah, blah. But we at just most humans, not everybody, right? But probably the 80, 20 rule, probably 80% of people do way, way, way better when there's clear structure in place. Right. So me included. So before I was actually even able to manage my team with a system, I first had to manage myself with a system. Yeah. And I'm a guy who, you know, I was brought up, uh, you know, I lived with my dad and he, he just wasn't a super, you know, organized guy. And right. those were the habits I learned, you know, age, you know, 10 through 20. And um, 
I basically have spent the next you know 20 years trying to undo those habits and I've, I've right. worked really hard to get there but this system supercharged that so using using the systems that are taught here to just organize myself and just to you know when I sit down at the beginning of the week knowing what I actually need to do myself that's been super helpful for me what are the the top three things that I must get done today not the 20 things that I'm never going to get to but the three things that matter the most it's like brute prioritization to do that and there's also just a satisfaction. I can look back on my week and say, wow, I actually got a lot done this week. You know, I actually yeah. like, I give myself a pat on the back at the end of the week. I just feel fulfilled in doing it. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, if you have a list of 50 things, let's say you get 10 things done, like that's really good. But because there's still 40 left over, right. you're like, frick, <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't do anything like yeah. crap, you know, but yeah, being able to break it down and like, okay, this week, this needs to get done. Just keep it very laser focused. Well, one, you end up feeling less overwhelmed, right? Because you don't have to get every single last thing done. But then oftentimes you just get more traction on those few things. And then you're able to do more than you would, would otherwise. Yeah, but, it's, it, it forces you to prioritize and do the things that matter the most and, and right. decide what things that, that don't matter. Right. And so the, the thing that's kind of bonkers in doing all this is that I'm now in a place where... I can literally run my business working less than 20 hours a week. You know, I can average, you know, right. a busy week might be 30. Um, right. But since doing that, you know, we, we, um, we actually moved from Boston, which is a beautiful place, but not, not a great place to be during the winter. We moved to San Diego. Um, oh, wow. And that was a lot of fun. And then after that, we, you know, we looked at this current global pandemic and we said, Hey, why don't we just do something a little bit different? So we actually bought an, uh, an RV and we're moving into the RV full time. Um, nice. So, and then during that time, I'm picking up a new hobby of uh, called foil surfing. So it's a type of, I've been doing this other kind of surfing before. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm going all in on, so, so I'm spending 20 hours a week, 20, 30 hours a week working. And the rest of the time, I'm going to be really focused on my family travel and picking up uh, this uh, foil surfing. So. Yes. Yes. Wow. Wow. So, so that's huge. So you were, you said like average of 60 hours before, sometimes more, sometimes maybe a little bit less, but yeah. average of 60, um, just the structure not fully being there. So people just problems, right. And turnover and all these fires that you have to deal with to now yeah. 20 hours a week or less having yeah. a fulfillment time with your family. You have uh, you have little ones, kid, kid yeah, one, one year old and a three year old. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, ours, yeah. Are, ours are six, five, and three. I have three dot or six, five, and four. Sorry, three daughters, just one right wow. after the other. But that's, that's you know, they're, they're our reason for, you know, they're the reason for all the hard work and the labor. And, you know, the reality is when our kids are young, it's like 90% of the time we spend with our children is before the age of 18. Right. That's right. You know? And when they're little, like what yours are, like that is, it's sacred time. Like my youngest, the first year of her life, I was, I was present physically but mentally I was so stressed out and with work and business and all this stuff that it's like that's that that year's just a blur and I regret that you know I agree and, and yeah. it's you don't get it back so it's so so powerful so powerful you have that time just for the family fulfillment yeah and my, my daughter who's three is gonna bring tears to my eyes but um I started taking every lunch with her so we do an hour and a half lunch. Um, I do it every day and mm. we'll usually go for a bike ride. But yesterday we decided just to read a book in the backyard. Yeah. And uh, she said this to me after the, uh, you know, when I was going back to work, 
uh, for, that, for that day, and the babysitter was going to take back over, she said, Papa, I love spending time with you. Yeah. And I'm not making this up. I don't know where she got the expression spending time. I don't know what, how a three-year-old knows how to say that, but she was so <laughs> genuinely said it. And it just, I'll never forget that. And it's, I, I have, you know, I truly have this course to thank for it because I, it, it helped me, it coached me through how to automate my business and cut down my time. And the ironic thing is, I think, you know, I think I'm not, I'm not an overly religious person, but I think things kind of happen for a reason and things happen when they're supposed to happen and so on. And I have this notebook here and this is my, my journal. And every day I write down my goals. Yeah. And if you look through here and I've written the same goals, I've written this just about every day for, this is uh, October of 2019. So um, for uh, I guess nine months or so. Um, so it's about a month before I, I met Tim and my, um, my number three goal, my number one goal is, is shining love on my wife. My number two is being a, a patient and playful father to my kids. Number three is to automate my business. I literally wrote that goal. A month later, um, you know, this, I, I found out about this course and then nine months later, I've done it. Wow. You know, it's, it's kind of like the law of attraction at its finest, right? Like yeah. you open yourself to what you want, find a way to get it, see the vehicle, grab hold of the vehicle, execute on the vehicle. And now here you are. And, you know, just, just to validate you in, in that, I mean, that's so many people want that. And it's, you know, yeah, it's helpful when you have somebody on, you know, that has your back to kind of help you along the way, right. To give you the step-by-step, -step, but you also did that work and, you know, it's just so powerful to see like short-term sacrifice, long-term gain. Right. And, but I think that a lot of times we get into that as business owners, like we're, we're always in this like short-term sacrifice mode. Like this isn't normal, this situation, there's a fire. I've got to work my butt off for just the next three months. I'm just going to work, 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 work. We'll get through this and then we'll come out the other side and it'll be different. And then guess what happens? It yeah. stays the same. Then more fires, more fires, more fires, more problems. And, and it never changes. And so like, it's kind of like you drew the line in the sand, like you wrote that down and then we saw the opportunity you went for it. It's like, no, instead of spending all your time and energy, just putting out the fires and making that short-term sacrifice, thinking you're going to get long-term freedom when you're really not like, let's take that time. It's going to be uncomfortable, but let's jump in and let's, let's automate your business because that's what's yeah. actually going to deliver yep. on those other things that you actually want. And so seriously, good work. Like, thank you. My friend. Thank you. One other thing I want to share was, um, you know, I'm not really somebody you know, I think it might be just my, my immigrant mentality. Um, but you know, I worked so hard for my money and I'm not rich. I didn't grow up rich. And for me to, you know, the most expensive car I've ever owned is, is $10,000. Um, yeah. and you know, I, I could, I could buy new cars if I want to at this point, but, um, for me to spend money on a course like this was actually a huge hesitation for me. Mm. It's just, you know, it's, it's a, it's not, an outrageous price it's a reasonable price but it just it was for me it was quite expensive um but i did it and i did it without a lot of hesitation because my thought is that you know if i can if this course does you know one tenth of what i think it's going to do um then that money is going to come back to me instantly like the time that gets freed up i can apply towards growing my business and right. you know when you own your business you can find other ways to to create money when you have more time Time yep. is usually a bottleneck. You know, opportunities are rarely a bottleneck. It's time. So, right. So to spend that money to free up my time 
And now as a result, you know, we're just looking at larger real estate deals. I have, uh, you know, it just, it just, it just, you know, that, that small, the amount of money I spent on this, aside from the hours that it freed up for me, I'm just making that back so many, in so many different ways, so many different ways with the opportunities that are available to me because I have the time to pursue them. Right. Yeah. The answer is not in doing more. Yeah. Right. Like we have to do less. We have to reclaim time so we can reallocate it. And as a result, you know, you're able to actually create that change because you have the time to be able to execute on those things. Otherwise just continues to slip through your fingers. Yeah. And it sounds, it sounds so clear, you know, when you, when you say it like that, it sounds very clear, but I mean, I think that's another thing I like about the course is that it's, um, it's philosophies, it's strategies and it's tactics, right? So like, but the philosophy is that mindset shift of not, like you said, not doing more, right? So one right. of the things that I learned in it, I don't want to, I don't necessarily mean to give the, give the whole thing away, but you know, we looked at what are my thousand dollar per hour activities? What are my hundred dollar per hour activities? What are my $10 per hour activities, right? Yep. And those different steps. And where was I spending my time? And I found that I was spending a lot of my time on those $10 per hour activities. And yep. I learned how to automate that. And now instead I have a brilliant woman in the Philippines who's my, who's one of two virtual assistants that we have mm-hmm. that does a lot of that stuff. And we have another brilliant woman that's in, um, you know, in the U S that does a lot of the other stuff that the woman in the Philippines, you know, isn't quite in, in her skill set. And by bringing on these two people that are each working maybe about 20 hours a week for us, I've cleared out so much of the other stuff that I hated doing that was taking up a ton of my time and was just not high value. And now the stuff that I'm, I'm doing is more the just the hundred dollar or the thousand dollar per hour uh, activities. And that's just been right. it was a huge, huge philosophy shift for me just to be able to understand one that I need to do it two that it's possible to do. That's the strategy I think. And then three is the tactics of actually how to do it. So that's just been, it's a huge shift for me as well. Sure. And what's been your, what was like your favorite part of this whole experience so far? Give me a second. There's a lot that come to mind. So to make sure, sure. <laughs> like about the one that's uh, been the best. Um, I think I think this is what it is. So there's the things that I've already mentioned about freeing up my time and the time with the kids. Right. That's that's nothing can supersede that. Right. I think the, the thing that I really learned from this is that with every every time I do something, if it's going to be any kind of task I'm going to repeat doing over and over again, then what I now do is I think differently, total mindset shift where I now create a process to make it so that somebody else can do that for me. But Mm. what I love about that is what I used to think that meant was write out some kind of 10 page standard operating procedure that sits in a file, electronic or paper that nobody ever looks at. Right. And that was just such a, like this awful catch 22. Like I either be, need to become like a, you know, a, some kind of, you know, some kind of operator that has like all these documentation, these files and so on. And that was just so unappealing to me. It's not my personality to like write up systems and procedures. I hate the word procedure. That's terrible. Right. <laughs> what I learned in this course is how can I do a simple procedure for my, my, my iPhone that takes me 90 seconds to record it. And now it lives in this resource section that anybody, everybody on my team knows where it is. So it's easy for me to record. It takes no time on my part and takes no, no time um, for somebody else to pull it up. 
I love that. And I do that day in, day out. And it just by continuously doing that, I'm chipping away at those, those, those $10 an hour activities to where I've just freed up my time. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who maybe is getting started on that and just feels overwhelmed, right? By just all the things that they don't have procedures for and don't have delegated. Like, what would you say to, to someone at the outset? So, um, there, it's not a, the shift doesn't happen in a day. It doesn't happen in a week. You know, I'm nine months into it. And I think we've really started feeling it. Maybe we actually start feeling it pretty quickly. One or two months until we start feeling the differences, but you know, imagine you're, I, I've been spending a lot of time on the water lately because I've had the time. So imagine you're on a big sailboat, right? And that sailboat does not turn quickly turns a few degrees and a few degrees and a few degrees and a few degrees. And when that sailboat turns enough, it's called tacking. The, the sail actually switches over. Now you're going in a completely total direction. You're going right. with the wind, you're going faster and so on. So it's kind of like, I felt like there was like these small, small shifts, small, small shifts. And then one day you wake up and it's been a few months and you've been diligently doing a little bit each day. And all of a sudden you're going in a totally different direction, faster, lighter, and easier than you had before. Cause you've, you've, you've moved that whole, heavy boat around and you're going a different direction. Right. Yeah. So each little thing you do just adjusts the ship by a matter of degrees till all of a sudden, boom. That's the right. Wind, yeah. The wind hits the sail and the sail takes it and you go. It hits the sail just right and you're flying. And that's how we feel like we're doing right now. And you know, the vocabulary, like the vocabulary from the, from Tim's course is now become our internal team vocabulary. Hmm. Everybody has this one Japanese word in the vocabulary called Kaizen, right? Right. It's, it's, and so small shifts. So every time we're doing something, it's like, you know, constant and never ending improvement. Kaizen, these little, little shifts, right? So we, we just really do think about things systematically that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're always, a lot of times we're looking for the big magic bullet, right? To fix problems. But the reality is that it's the little things, the little things, you know, by small things, great things come to pass. And that's the truth with this is it's, and that's why I think what you mentioned before with the Trello board, like having, you know, having your backlog, like you can capture everything in your brain and download it in there. Then you have, these are my three top priorities and you get those, you just chip those few things away that are the most important things every single week and you get there and people it's surprising sometimes just how quickly it actually does happen once you're focused in on the right things. So yeah, it's cool to see. Yeah. I think like you said, kind of saw, saw results pretty quickly, like within the first one Sorry. month. Sorry. Oh, one second, let me just go away. Say that again, please. I'm glad, I'm glad you'll be able to edit this. Yeah, no, maybe I'll just leave it in there so people see that we're human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. Um, yeah, well, why don't I just carry on? So for you, what has it been like now? Because we've had this whole COVID craziness going on too, right? So what has that been? So you were able to jump in before and get some of these things in place before it really hit. How has it impacted you? And what was it like working with Tim through through that so far? I mean, we're still in it, but. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to rewind back to uh, March and April where those were, those were kind of the most stressful months for me with, uh, with COVID trying to remember where I was, like uh, where my headspace was at those times. Right. You know what? 
Um, this is this is actually interesting. So even before the coronavirus pandemic, we had always enjoyed traveling. We were often working remotely, and we actually carried this guilt that we weren't with our team one on one, you know, uh, in person. Um, and then after taking this course, you know, uh, in January before the pandemic hit, we realized that we just needed to define ourselves as a remote company. So we made that definition in January that we're now a remote company. And then we're no longer apologizing for it. Then we're no longer apologizing why we're in sunny San Diego while everybody else is shoving snow in Boston, right? We're a remote company we right. work from, from wherever, wherever it makes sense to work. So when uh, COVID hit, it just made for just a totally seamless transition for us because mm. we already had our, our meeting cadence. You know, we were following the same agenda each week. We, we were doing everything online. We're doing everything, you know, using Trello and using, um, you, you know, Zoom videos and so on. So just the whole thing was just very, very smooth. Um, so it, it just, I think it made that, that shift towards a not in-person hyper digital um, systems had happened ahead of COVID for us. So that piece of it just was very, very easy. There's no, no challenge there. Yeah. Fantastic. So yeah. So having to switch to remote, it was smooth and easy because of the way your technology was set up, you're able to just cruise right into it and yeah, just take the, care, take care of the yeah, options. That's right. We, I mean, we had plenty of other challenges, you know, we had to, we needed tenants to pay rent and tenants were losing jobs and we had plenty of other challenges, many, right. many stresses. Um, right. But the, the thing that was just totally handled was that the team was handled because we were all, you know, working and we already knew how to work uh, remotely because right. of the, the course. Yeah. So what, then what would you say to somebody, maybe, maybe someone who's on the fence, doesn't know if this is the right thing for them, whether they're worried about COVID or not, like what, what's your, words of wisdom for them in making, trying to make that best decision for themselves. Yeah. So I'm someone that, again, because of the way I was raised and kind of having this, this immigrant uh, upbringing, it's very hard for me to spend money. You know, I just, it's very hard for me to part with money. Um, but when I'm going to make a, a, a large financial purchase, which for me, this was a very large financial purchase. Um, I just think about ROI, right? So what I thought about was that, you know, whatever the cost of the course is, how else can I make that money? Hmm. You know, so if there's, if, if, if I can find a way that it frees up a little bit of my time and therefore I can make this other money, this money, how, how can I make that money back? Then it's worth it to me. Right? So what I found was that it would actually be very easy for me to, in my business to make the money back with the extra free time I had. And then all the other benefits were gravy. Right. So like the spending more time with my kids, that was gravy, but I needed that right. financial, I need to find a financial ROI to be able to justify it for myself. Right. So that was for the financial piece. The time piece for it was, you know, there wasn't, didn't really ever seem to be enough time to like sit down and, and to take the course and so on, because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's six weeks, it's, you know, a couple hours each week and, and then you have to implement the stuff, but we weren't trying to do it all we actually didn't do it in six weeks. We, we took our time with it, you know, and I actually, I, I, maybe I shouldn't admit this, but I think I'm only four weeks into the course. I didn't bother with week five and six yet yeah. because <laughs> the benefit I got from weeks one to three to three were enough. And then when I, when I'm ready to, when I'm ready to, it's there when I'm ready to, 
I'm going to do weeks five and six uh, because I'll be ready for it. So I just right. didn't, I didn't feel the need to rush it. Um, I, I, but I did uh, keep at it steadily. Um, and that's how I made time for it. Yeah. No, that's, and that's important to mention too. Cause I think people, you know, anything you start, especially if you pay a lot of money for it, you feel like, well, if I do this, I need to go whole hog and just get this whole thing done, put everything into it, work my butt off. It's like, no, you don't need to do that. Like that's what, that's what we've been following all these years in running our business and it hasn't done served us very well. Right. So it's the working smarter, not harder thing. And realizing that, you know, the work that you do here, like you wrote down, automate my business. When you do those little Kaizen like improvements, the small little things day in, day out, heading towards that goal, like it pays back dividends and you don't need to stress yourself out. You don't need to overload yourself, overwhelm yourself. It's like, just extract the value where it's most important right now. Don't worry about everything else. Yeah. I, I could, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's really powerful. So then we've already talked a little bit about your, your personal life and how it's impacted you, but is there anything else that you want to share and just how this has just really changed, changed things for you just in your own personal fulfillment? You know, one thing you just said about, you know, working smarter, not harder, it just kind of brought up something for me also, you know, it seemed like I, I'm a really hardworking person. You know, I just was raised that way. I, um, I wrestled in high school. Like I could have played tennis. Not that tennis isn't a tough sport, but nobody smashes your face in the ground when you play tennis. Uh, (laughs) In my head, I did engineering, which, you know, not that other degrees aren't challenging, but like, I spent more time hours in the library than I think than most people did. So I'm just accustomed to like, I got to grind, 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 grind. And what, what I realized is that, um, I don't actually have to grind. Like business doesn't need to be a grind. Running my own business doesn't need to be a grind and it it can be easy. It's okay for it to be easy. You know? So like this course kind of has given me permission in a way to like look for ways to make my business easy. And it just, it just shifted my mindset on a lot of things, you know, like, I used to, on construction, I would be super hands-on involved on the construction in every piece myself. And, you know, this wasn't directly from the course, but what's great about, you know, having the, I call them office hours. I don't know if that's what they're called, but the calls with Tim, um, you know, twice a week. As I asked him this question, which wasn't specifically outlined in the course, but I mean, Tim is is, uh, just a very lucid thinker when it comes to solving problems like this. So I actually find him to be like a very good just coach for specific problems. I enjoy listening to other people ask some questions because it's like listening to like a very, very great, you know, business advisor. Um, but what I decided to do is instead of being super hands-on with the construction myself, I brought in a partner. Now a partner is not something I directly manage. I can't tell him to do Trello. And I actually said, it. I suggested he did it. He just didn't want to do it. Um, but what I, what we did agree on and Tim helped me figure this out was, what are the KPIs? What are the key performance indicators that yeah. as long as he's doing this, this, and this, I don't care how he does it. I don't care if he does it with Trello or if he does it on the back of a napkin or if he spends a thousand hours doing it or 10 hours. Right. Doing it, as long as he's getting, so we just came up with what's our budget going to be? What's our schedule going to be? And then I just made a very simple system that he can very easy, fo- easily follow to, to do those things. Um, and then, and that actually came from, was inspired by the course. And then I actually got to do, you know, these, these calls where I got to ask Tim 
for his advice on it. And he, he helped me come up with it. And it actually wasn't even easy to persuade my partner to do it. Mm. But I did some calls with Tim where he just explained to me like, you know, don't, here's how you can phrase it in a way that he might not be as resistant to uh, this change management. So it's right. Good. Yeah. So it's just, even if it's progress over perfection, right? Like if we go in there and, and have this idea in our head, like, no, we're going to do this. We're going to follow it to a T and we got to do it perfectly. You're going to have problems. Yeah. You know? And like, that's why, that's why I think, you know, Tim really focuses on just like the customizability, the, really being able to fit it to meet your needs and rather than it being this like strict rigid, you know, like ideological thing that you have to follow. Right. It's like religiously, otherwise it's going to break and you're unworthy. Like, (laughs) you know, like work with your team, work with what works and there are ways to solve problems and sometimes it's out of the box, you know, and that's okay. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I found that especially in the early days, uh, when I was doing the course, I was on those calls all the time asking Tim questions, which was super, super helpful for us because I, I just kind of felt like our business was a little bit different than, you know, we didn't, we don't make the same product over and over again. So right. it's a little bit different. Um, but after a while, I kind of felt like, you know, we, we were flying on our own. Uh, but then, you know, when we, we new stuff come up, comes up. So it's, it's just awesome to be able to have the ability just to go back in there and, and ask, ask, you know, ask the guy himself um, because it's just one other one other it's just a business coach that i think would be very expensive to get access to for to get this much access to a business coach of that caliber would be very challenging but but because the way it's structured with having office hours it's just a really nice way for us to be able to come back and ask more questions yeah yeah right on slava this has been awesome it's been really cool to hear more of your story i guess is there anything else that you feel like has been impactful for you that, that you want to mention or is there anything else that you want to share? No, I mean, I can say that I've recommended this to many, many friends. Um, and, uh, and I think there's some that are, that are going to be doing the course and they're very, very excited about it. But I think that, um, I find myself evangelizing it and I, uh, and, you know, my friends ask me, like, are you getting paid to do this? And I say, absolutely not. Like, it's just, it's just, I so believe in this, this course and this training because it has such a great impact for me. Um, so I think that I can't imagine anybody taking the course and doing it and not having a huge financial ROI and then just quality of life ROI as well. Well, I appreciate it, Slava. And it's, you know, that's Tim and I both, that's our hope, right? Is that it's, when it comes down to it, it's like, yeah, we're business owners. Yes, we want to be successful. And yes, we love building business. But that's just one part of who we are and what yeah. we do. And we want to see you be able to flourish over here and build this thing in the way, you know, and reach that potential that you have in business. But also just for yourself personally and with your family and, and just to have an equal balance between the, yeah. the few things. Or if not equal, just balanced enough to where the fulfillment spot on, right? Because yeah. everybody's a little different. Yeah. So I just, I'm just so happy to be able to see that in you and happy for your wife and your kids. And, you know, that was the reason why Tim built this thing is he's like, all right, well, cool. My kids, are they going to say, yeah, dad was a successful business owner or, and he was never around or am I going to like actually find a way to be present and, you know, to be physically present, but also mentally and emotionally present 
is such a powerful thing. So I'm just proud of the work that you guys have done. Like seriously, nice work. That, that, that idea, that idea of uh, was dad just a successful business owner and never around that literally brought tears to my eyes because, um, because I, I, you know, I, I can hope that my kids will, will not, will not say that, you know, and I, I don't think they will because, because I'm around a lot. So yeah. yeah. Great. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Well, thank you, Andre. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. you bringing me on. Yeah. It's a pleasure chatting with you. You just take care of yourself. And as always, you know, just reach out for help when you need it. Thanks, man. Absolute pleasure to know you. Thanks, Andre. Take care. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Hey, Tim Uchuck here. And real quick, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, if you could take a couple quick seconds to give it a rating, it would be very much appreciated. And secondly, if you're looking for more tools and strategies on how you can crush it in life and business, just head on over to bookwithtim.com where I've put together a free case study which shows you how to unlock unprecedented freedom today by using the two power levers. Just head on over to bookwithtim.com. Until next time, wishing you success and freedom in your business. Cheers.